Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show on what has proven, against all odds, the yet another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I have a plan. I have a plan for you people for the next couple hours. We are going to engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news, and politics. We are going to talk about music, specifically Jason Isbell. Uh, More on that later. We're going to chat about uh, the outdoors. We're going to talk about the Black Hills. We're going to talk about the environment. Uh, All good stuff. A little bit of weather thrown in there. What more could you want on a lovely Friday afternoon? Just coming off the July 4th holiday. Nobody's working except Dan and I. Uber producer Dan Peters, of whom I speak, is in the studio with us today, which is great. Thanks for spending some time with us. Whether you're cruising around town, getting ready for the weekend, you know, maybe picking up some ice, you know, some extra chips, whatever you need, you're out in your car. You got all the chips you need for the weekend, Dan? I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've got a plan. You've got a plan. I got some extra chips, too. Got some extra chips, got some extra beverages of some sort, and uh, it's going to be a warm and kind of breezy weekend, but it's going to be lovely. Just, you know, just another grand and glorious weekend. So hang in there. Uh, Maybe you're streamed live on KSO.com. We appreciate that. If you're one of the few people still at work, maybe huddled around your computer trying to keep warm. KSO mobile app, of course, remember that. That's the branded mobile app. You just go on your iTunes store or whatever platform you like to use. You type in KSOO because it only means one thing. That's right. Information 1000 radio station in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Get that mobile app. You get the one-touch streaming, people. One-touch streaming. What can be better than that? And remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live, which many people are doing as we speak, or our Twitter account, at P. Lally Show, where you can converse with said Mr. Peters in real time. In real time, people. That's what's fun about it. Uh, So, you know, Dan and I, we were talking about the big fireworks uh, extravaganza in the rain on uh, Wednesday night. So it continued last night, and uh, I was, but I was reminded of a story, and I didn't have time to tell it yesterday, um, about fireworks in town. Okay, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to fool you people into thinking that I've never been part of any sort of discharge of fireworks within the city limits. Because as a young lad of 14, 15 perhaps, maybe younger, uh, so my brother, uh, I got two brothers. One of my brothers, the, the older of the two, younger than me, the middle brother, he, uh, had, uh, always saved up a lot of money and he bought a bunch of fireworks one year because fireworks are expensive. And so he had fireworks and of course, none of the other, <laughs> none of the rest of us did because we spent our money on, uh, sunflower seeds and Mountain Dew. And, uh, so he's got this bag of fireworks and we're in this little place little spot behind my mom's house there and 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 there's an alley going down and there's a little parking lot. and so uh he's lighting off fireworks here and there and you start doing that thing where you uh take a bottle rocket because you don't have a bottle i don't know why this i don't know how all this happens but you take a bottle rocket and you hold it in your hand this is first of all don't try this at home kids 
If you're out there listening, this is not advisable. So is this like in the 10-ounce bottle rocket, or is, or is this like the, the quart bottle? Nope. This is just the standard, old-school, little firecracker on the end of a stick. It goes, bam, bam, bam. No big deal, right? They come, you buy them by the gross, right? And so he's doing this deal where you just kind of light it, throw it up in the air, and then it goes whatever direction the 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 weighted end the firecracker end is headed and usually that's up right cuz you throw it up and the weight the heavy part tends to go up and so but it goes off in all kinds of different directions so he's doing this over and over bam bam you know it's it's really it's boring right but when you're 10 12 or whatever it is so he he throws one up in the air and he I should say he's got his bag right He's, got, he's been carrying around this bag of fireworks for like a week. And it's all crumpled up, kind of. You know how a bag gets, paper bag. And everything, he's got, you know, his black cats in there and his, his you know, all that good, you know, rockets and various, maybe a couple of bigger pieces. And, of course, the bag has degraded to some degree some over degree the time. Some degree because yes. he's been carrying it around because he's a 10-year-old boy or whatever, 12. And he, he we go out, we're out there, and I was, I was inside at the time. Okay, I had gone inside for some reason or another, get get more Mountain Dew. And uh, so he's out there. And all of a sudden, I just, I I hear the door slam. And I go, I look out there, and it's my brother. And I'll never forget his little head sticking up over the screen door, looking out at the parking lot there. And all of a sudden, uh, he had thrown one of those up in the air and it had come straight back down into the bag. <laughs> Lit the entire collection on fire at one time. He was lucky it didn't sound something like this. <laughs> and so we stand there for, you know, the better part of five minutes or whatever, just watching stuff, you know, bounce off the house and into the, you know, all over the... And and all of a sudden it kind of quiets down. And so we cautiously open the door, walk down there, kind of toe at a little bit. There's some other kids up the alleyway there. And I, I'll never forget it to this day. They're like, hey, come on. He's going to do it again. <laughs> no. No, fellas. He's a 12-year-old kid, 10, 12-year-old kid. He's already shot his allowance. That's, that's gone. His month of savings is gone. In a, it's a, that's one of your cautionary tales from the 4th of July where it can all be gone in a moment. There's another story about a guy in my neighborhood uh, lighting a bunch of firecrackers on, uh, accidentally lighting a bunch of firecrackers what he had in his pocket. But that's probably for a different day. That, that one ends badly. <laughs> uh, we've got a great show for you today Dave Bernstein, one of the founders of Saturday in the Park in Sioux City Which is this Saturday And uh, Boss Gags is going to be there But, oh, wait for it You know who else is going to be there? Jason Isbell, that's right Jason Isbell, ladies and gentlemen Playing at Saturday in the Park And I'm going, and we'll talk to Dave The Buffalo Maiden will check in from the Black Hills Bureau for Weird Friends, we'll find out how the 4th was out there. Thea Miller-Ryan from the Outdoor Campus was here yesterday with her family telling those 4th of July stories. Come back today for a usual slot. We'll talk about nature. 
And I'll have uh, the PL statement just after the break. Today's topic environmental degradation. What? It's true. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're getting a little bit closer to free at 319 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And it is time for the PL statement today on a beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon with the Bodines. Anyway, thank you for being here today. This is the time of the program where I look through the news and uh, find things that are bugging me. Mostly it's stuff that's bugging me. Occasionally it's something that makes me happy. It does happen. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, unhappy person. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a bitter person. But there are things sometimes that drive me just a little bit crazy, if you know what I'm saying. A lot of that comes from our city government. Sometimes it's the state. Sometimes it's the feds. Today, it's your president, Donald Trump. So I uh, saw this today from uh, the New York Times. Since taking office last year, President Trump is eliminating, has made eliminating federal regulations a priority. His administration, with the help from Republicans in Congress, has often targeted environmental rules it sees as overly burdensome to the fossil fuel industry, including major Obama-era policies aimed at fighting climate change, To date, the Trump administration has sought to reverse more than 70 environmental rules, according to a New York Times analysis based on research from Harvard Law School's Environmental Regulation Rollback Tracker, Columbia Law School's Climate Tracker, and other sources. So they go through this and they uh, break this down. Uh, There's 46 rules that have been flat out overturned, 30 that are in progress, total of 76. Air pollution and emissions, 18. Drilling and extraction, 17. Infrastructure and planning, 12. Animals, 9. Toxic substances and safety, 7. Water pollution, 6. Other, 7. So I'm looking through these, and okay, I I understand that the Trump administration thinks that rolling back regulation is a great accomplishment, okay? And sometimes, yes, government regulation can overstep its bounds and become burdensome to uh, 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 government to business and to individual liberty, perhaps. And we don't like those things, right? But this is what I don't understand. Okay. I believe that there's broad consensus in this country since the seventies, when we actually got serious about pollution and we got serious about clean water and clean air and having people be able to live in uh, their communities without threat of uh, uh, toxic waste and uh, bad air. And we have cleaned up this country in ways that are hardly uh, uh, able to remember. Most people, don't, most people don't remember how bad it was, okay? And a lot of these are... Uh, you know, Obama era, but they're not all, and I'm not going to go through all 76 of them. But uh, this uh, story from the Times in this analysis um, notes the process of rolling back regulations has not always been smooth, in part because the administration has, in some cases, skipped steps like notifying the public and asking for comment. 
In several cases, courts have been asked to intervene to get agencies to follow their own policies. All told, the Trump administration's environmental rollbacks could lead to at least 80,000 extra deaths per decade and cause respiratory problems for more than 1 million people, according to a recent analysis conducted by researchers from Harvard. That number, however, is likely to be, quote, a major underestimate of the global public health impact. You know, public health. When did we quit caring about public health? I I just, I'm, I'm, I'm astonished by the number, okay? And I was just looking through a few of them. Uh, here's one. Cancel the requirement for oil and gas companies to report methane emissions. Why? Why? Why was that so burdensome? We know that methane is uh, a major contributor to uh, uh, climate change, whether it comes from a cow, which most people, that's, that's the diversionary tactic there. So, uh, it comes from, it, why are we pumping methane into the atmosphere? Don't need to do it. Also, capture it because it's worth money. Loosened a Clinton-era rule designed to limit toxic emissions from major industrial polluters. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We want more toxic emissions. Revoked a 2015 rule that prohibited use of hydrofluorocarbons, powerful greenhouse gases, as a replacement for ozone-depleting substances. Okay. We, we, this science, okay? Remember the ozone hole? Remember that? Remember when we quit using uh, 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 various chemicals in our spray cans and in our air conditioners because they were creating, they were depleting the ozone layer? Proposed repeal of the Clean Power Plan, which set strict limits on carbon emissions from existing coal and gas-fired power plants. In 2018, the EPA drafted a new, more conservative replacement plan. Because, you know, it's good to have emissions. Of course, we left the Paris Climate Agreement. Um... Drafted changes to fuel economy standards for cars and light trucks made between 2020 and 2025 that would have reduced tailpipe emissions. We've known forever. Okay, this is the thing about mileage in cars. We've known forever that we can have higher mileage. And, you know, you don't even need to drive a Prius, people. Just buy a car that's got high mileage, that has gets better mileage. And the thing is, if you don't have an average mileage requirement for the entire fleet of American cars, doesn't mean everybody's got to drive a car that gets 40 miles a gallon, but some of them will, and they'll save money, and people will want to do that. But if you can't buy them, then you don't do it. I just don't. The thing about it that makes me so mad, they go on and on and on. What makes me so mad is that we've come so far, Okay. And it's, it's difficult, yeah, because it costs industry money and it costs business money, which they pass on to consumers, yes. But when you do these things over time, you lessen the impact. Going backwards is just flat out stupid. For short-term gain, there is no long-term gain to, doing, to rolling back environmental regulation. None. You're giving short-term profitability to a couple of people at the expense of the public health in this country. I don't care if you agree that climate change is changed by or, or affected by human activity. I don't care about that. How about just public health? All right? Just get on board that. Not putting toxic chemicals in the backyards and in water of people who probably aren't as affluent as you are. Because that's who 
ends up getting polluted is poor people. How many times do you have to learn that lesson? It's inconscionable. It's just flat out incompetence is what it is. Greed. It's just greed from the top down. That's the P&L statement for today. You can agree or disagree with me. Patrick at KSO.com. Get on the Twitter with Mr. Dan Peters. P. Lally Show is our Twitter handle. I get in there whenever I can. Coming up after the break, after the news and weather with said Mr. Peters, we will be chatting with the Buffalo Maiden from the Black Hills Bureau. That's always fun. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Well, I rode into town on a crippled horse. Got fired from a cattle drive. Love North, the ropes of the gallows was swinging in the breeze. All the wanted posters had pictures of me. I got Michael 45 right by my side. 3.35 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we bring on the phone from the beautiful Black Hills in downtown Custer, South Dakota, the Buffalo Maiden. Buffalo Maiden, thanks for being here today. It's so great to be here, and what I really look forward to all week long is what song you're going to play. And it just crack, it cracks me up. I mean, I just I, I can hardly sleep on Thursday night waiting for that song on Friday. It just keeps me going, man. Keeps me going. Thank well, you. You're welcome. It was uh, California Kid by the Beat Farmers, in case you want to get that on uh, one of your streaming yeah. services. Yeah, we'll probably be playing that later tonight here in the restaurant. Yeah. Speaking of the restaurant, uh, of course, uh, you are the proprietor and... Uh, and uh, operator and uh, chief chef at uh, the lovely uh, Sage Creek Grill in downtown Custer. How's business? How, how's the holiday treat you? <laughs> the holiday. It was awesome. It was incredible how many people were out here. I, um, I couldn't believe the amount of people that come to Custer for the 4th of July. And, and I don't know if they're coming to Mount Rushmore, if they're coming to Custer to see the fireworks, which um, bar none are the best in the, in the state. They go on for an hour. And then, you know, we have hundreds of cars, probably 15,000 people. And people are everywhere. Cars are everywhere. So it's even more fun to watch the cars trying to get out of town on a two-lane road. <laughs> it's just like feel the dreams, man. You should come out sometime. You well, were supposed to come out. I know. I'm always supposed yeah. to come out. And then yeah. somebody, you know, monopolizes my time. And, you right. Know, then well, that's fine. I didn't have any time for you anyway. That's true. You're too busy. And when I come out and you're busy, oh. it's not nearly as much fun for me. Crazy busy and everybody. I mean, you know, it's it's fun. It's red, white, and blue all over the place. It's yeah, fun. It's a very patriotic. Now we're moving place. on though. Now we have that trike. That uh, that trike. Uh, what do they call it? Three wheeler motorcycle. Oh That's yeah. Next week we're gearing up for that one. That's going to be awesome. Those folks, they tend to be a little more, uh, shall we shall we say, uh, uh, civilized? Maybe a little older because they can't. Uh, they got no balance older, anymore. <laughs> And a lovely lady who had a matching uh, orange, uh, kind of an off-orange, burnt orange, we'd like to say, uh, trike with a burnt orange matching outfit and a burnt orange uh, shoulder bag uh, purse on <laughs> and a hat that got off her trike the other day. It was pretty awesome. I wish I would have taken a picture. <laughs> she needs a, was, like a burnt orange dog on the back of it. Sweet. Yeah, that's going to be me in my older days. So. <laughs> you would, you'd be awesome on one of those trikes. Uh, I would hate it. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> hey, I would just, 
I've been waiting to talk to you because uh, we, we've had we haven't had a show on Friday for a while because of baseball and whatever. And uh, twins. go twins. Yeah, they're in the tank, but that's okay. The um, I know. <laughs> the, the, I haven't talked to you since this whole uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders situation at the restaurant out there in uh, Ooh, Virginia. At the Red Hand, and yeah, the Red Hand, which is still ongoing issue. Now, as a restaurant owner. Can you uh, fathom that sort of situation? Never. Never. I mean, why? In my mind, the first thing I thought of, you have uh, a table of six, I believe it was, six or eight maybe, uh, of people that could pay their bill and are probably going to enjoy. And, uh, you know, and you're there um, to, uh, you know, serve them. And uh, no matter what, I mean, I I don't take anybody's political beliefs into into context when they're coming to dine in my restaurant. Uh, you know, you got to grow up a little bit about that. The yeah. bottom line is, uh, you had paying customers sitting in your restaurant, and you asked them to leave. I mean, there's a thousand times I'd like to ask, you know, a family of 12 with, you know, two parents and 10 children running around screaming. But, you know, you, you can't ask them to leave. No. Uh, if somebody's inappropriate in their behavior, which... Regardless of who this woman is, mm-hmm. um, it, she wasn't inappropriate to, directly to anybody involved. No, she was eating. They, just, they, were, they, they just made a judgment. I mean, I had a man actually proposition one of my servers, and that man was physically removed by me. But uh, that's a different situation. Right. You know, this woman, this was a group of people that were just trying to enjoy each other's company in a restaurant that I don't know is that popular. <laughs> Um, not anymore. Not that, her staff has taken uh, two weeks off with no pay. I mean, you got to take that into consideration. And she lost her job. Yeah. And because you were going to make, I mean, it's when you're in that industry, you don't get to pick. And well, fact of the matter is, is I don't think, I thought that the, the, the cake baker you're, in Colorado shouldn't maybe be able to pick either, but. Right. Know, that's that, the other option. I mean, why all of a sudden, right. There's two sides to this story, but. But because of that situation, did that make this situation? And then I don't know. It's no, and that's the thing. But they're not really analogous. I mean, the the couple that went into the cake shop did it on purpose to make a point, and I understand that. And yeah, and and it became a, a legal issue. The, Sarah Huckabee Sanders went in there to have, to eat. That was it. She didn't go in yeah, there to, to, to tell what anybody how to run their restaurant or anything else. No. So I Poor woman probably her. needed a meal, you know. She worked hard. <laughs> I <know>. but when, <laughs> just a little t- downtime, right? I just think that when you, oh, it's no different than being a, a public person. Uh, when you open a rest, when you open a restaurant or you open a business, um, you yes, you do, you do hold the right to reserve, you know, or refuse service to anyone. But uh, you also are. Um, you also keep your political beliefs and your personal beliefs and, and your religious beliefs to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You're not here to preach or, or put your... All you're here to do is shove your food on them and, <laughs> and hope they like it. That's right. Well, hopefully... Get them I'll in, be... get them fed, get them out. That's, That's right. Turn right that right table now. over. Come on. <laughs> I know. I had to kick my family out today. They're sitting there and I'm like, hey, I'm not making money on you people. Get out. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying one another, but move on. Go hang out at the, what is it, the Bugle? Time is money. Seats are money. Uh, That's what it is right now. Buffalo Maiden, uh, thank you very much. And uh, try and hang in there. Don't don't work too hard, okay? Yeah, we'll be waiting for you. I'll be there soon. Still aging that beef out, or bison out here. Right on. I'll be there soon. Okay. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with Thea Miller-Ryan about 
Uh, outdoors, because she's from the great, out, great Outdoor Store. I love the Great Outdoor Store, but she's from the Outdoor Campus. Different place. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And there's a waitress with a sweet tattoo. She's gorgeous and in love with you. Four forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it's Friday, and uh, we in this slot every Friday we try to have Thea Miller Ryan from the Outdoor Campus in, and this is no different. Even though regular listeners of this program will know she was here yesterday, but that was a completely different deal. That was just some classic radio. Um, Thea is here today. Thea, thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. And has with her, as she often brings a guest, she's like my booking agent on this show. That's what I, I should get paid for this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We all should. Uh, Corey Diedrich, he is uh, Director of Transportation from Sanford Health, but the reason he's here today is he is the State Director of the American Canoe Association. Do I got that right? That is correct. Corey, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And so the big question on everybody's mind, because of all the flooding, is... Uh, is it safe to go out on the Big Sioux River? Uh, answer is very simply yes and no. Uh, there's a couple of Big Sioux Rivers. One inside the city limits of Sioux Falls. Absolutely, the river is flowing perfectly right now. Several great places to get on and get off of the river. Once you get outside of Sioux Falls, if you go to Lean Park and try to go to Brandon, that sort of thing, uh, I would caution people to, one, if you're experienced, you could do it. If you don't have a great deal of experience, Stay off it. It's still very high at that point. As you go farther down river, uh, Split Rock Creek empties in, so it gets higher. Uh, Beaver Creek is emptying in. It gets a little higher uh, as you farther go farther down the Rock River. So the Big Sioux is still at a very high level and gets higher as you go down river. So I would caution at this point, stay off the Big Sioux outside of Sioux Falls. Inside of Sioux Falls, it's perfect right now. I was... Uh, uh you know, I ride my bike a lot, so I'm yes. on the trail a lot. And so I see the river, and I'm also a kayaker, and I can't believe how many people are on the river right now. It's a very busy place. And that is a byproduct of the genius of the uh, engineering folks back in the 50s in this community. And I don't think people, everybody, a lot of people know this, but a lot of people live here don't realize that a major chunk of the river gets diverted. It doesn't even come through town. The majority of it. The mo- majority of what you see for water coming through Sioux Falls, a little bit comes through the diversion channel. You'll see it goes uh, under 12th Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the majority comes from Skunk Creek, actually. It mm-hmm. uh, comes in off of the west side of town through Legacy and Dunham Park and then dumps into the Big Sioux River right into the diversion channel uh, behind Johnny Carino's, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. on 26th and Louise. Yeah, and it's it's really kind of an amazing, amazing uh attribute that we have in this community because it, it makes a big circle where else can you go and kayak on a river and be you know kayak all day and be just a few miles away from where you started it's really amazing. exactly the, the entire stretch if you were to get on at legacy park on west 12th street mm-hmm. uh, paddle about four miles of skunk creek dump into the big sioux river uh, and then paddle around the city it's a le- just over 11 miles if you get out at Sharapa downtown um, depending on how fast you paddle or how leisurely you want to go, it can be three hours or it could be all day. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Between West 12th and Sharapa, you're a 10 minute drive and that's great for shuttling vehicles. Yeah. And so you are with the, uh, American Kayak Association, but you 
also have uh, contact with the Swim Park Paddlers, which is the local yes, group, Yes, I'm also, I'm a certified river kayaking instructor with the American Canoe Association. Uh, so I do some teaching with the Swim Park Paddler group as well. So uh, it, do people still uh, use canoes, man? Everybody's gone to kayaks. Uh, yes, there are still canoes out there. Um, <laughs> in fact, I was having a conversation with Mitchell Joldersma, who yep. is the head of the Sioux and Pirate Paddler Group. He and I met last night, and we're both actually looking for canoes. Oh, I'd love really? to have one. I've got uh, I've got older kids, and now I have a younger child as well. So it'd be great for my wife and I to jump in the canoe and jump on the Missouri River for a couple of days and go. Oh, you want to do that kind of thing? That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd love. In fact, I'm going to be paddling about 20 miles tomorrow from Verdell, Nebraska to Springfield, South Dakota. That's on a beautiful the stretch. River. It is. That's the one of the last sort Truly of... Truly natural stretches. And yep. it's also where uh, the Niobrara River is feeding in, and mm. we have the uh, the sand filtrating in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's unfortunate that that's happening. That's not necessarily natural. Right. But it is a, it's a beautiful area. So... Uh, the, the, the kayak uh, canoe thing, though, the kayaks have become very popular Absolutely. In, in the city, especially. Yes. And the Swim Park Paddlers, we should note, actually rent ca- uh, kayaks and yes, will transport do. them. And they will transform, transport them, which is really nice. I, uh, people always ask, how do I get my kayaks, whether I have a 10-foot or if you were to look at my truck out front, mm-hmm. I have a 17-foot kayak yeah, baby. and a 12-foot sit-on-top. Um, I can, you know, I've got to take a trailer. I can carry three boats on my truck, six on my trailer, throw a couple of smaller boats in the back if I have to. But, yeah, if you can get someone to take the boats to you, give you a good solid set of information, there's Mm -hmm. some safety stuff that you really should know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then pick you up when you're done, it's really a great value. Yeah, it's a great afternoon, and it's not very expensive. You can find them on Facebook, by the way, Swim Park Paddlers. There are numbers on there. If I had it in front of me, I'd read it to you, but... You go find it. Or go to our Twitter feed. Uber producer Dan Peters will get you a link. Um, the uh, uh, the beautiful thing about, you mentioned kayaking down the river, and uh, uh, you can go as fast or slow as you want. I, you know, I see people out there. They're kind of linked together, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and everybody's floating. There's people just kind of laid out. You know, they're way back, got their head back, and they're just kind of floating down the river. They're in a paddle involved. <laughs> that's pretty fun that is true it, and it, it is a great family activity from all ages uh i have a son who'll be four on monday i bought him his first kayak last year oh wow um that's pretty young it's pretty young i don't just throw him out on the river and say hey go have fun Shay. i'll pick but, you up downtown yeah <laughs> uh we keep him very close at hand uh but it is a family activity as long as you practice some safety things yeah. um and you can get some of that at uh, Outdoor Campus, right? I mean, you guys do some classes and stuff, we don't you, We do Thea? some classes, um, but you should know that Corey teaches us. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. It's and it was really, a blast. <laughs> it really it comes a... from him, everything that we do. So you have uh, regular classes? I can't remember. When do you do those? Introductory sort of get in the kayak. Kind yeah, of ours of. are all really introductory, and we just do them on our, on our little pond. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, all of our people are trained. All of our staff are trained by Corey and some other people that help yep. him out. And uh, it's it's great. And I can find out more about that by going to the outdoor campus you can. website. Right? Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Or following you on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, the Sioux Empire Paddler Group, if I don't, if you don't mind, I jump go in. Go ahead. They do have classes as well. Cool. Uh, yeah. They're set up through the Sioux Falls School District uh, Community Education Program. So if you go to that website... Uh, put in kayaking. I know they are adding some additional classes mm-hmm. because there was all the classes were full. There was a wait list, uh, 
and they are adding more classes, and I think they're doing that right now. Uh, the other great thing about uh, kayaking around here is the city has actually, uh, when the water gets low, which it always does yes. in August, and they've been letting a little more water flow right through the, the city channel, which is good. The city's invested an incredible amount of money in the River Greenway, and it's to all of our benefit, but especially as a kayaker on yeah. the river. It's a huge benefit. Uh, people don't understand, you know, you think of the Big Sioux River, you don't necessarily think it's a nice, clean, beautiful place, but on the river, it. it's absolutely, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. swim in it, don't drink it. <laughs> but it's fun to kayak on. But it's great canoe. to kayak on. Uh, Corey Diedrich, he is a uh, Director of Transportation at Sanford Health, but he is also State Director of the American Kayak Associ- Canoe Association okay. and uh, all kinds of good stuff. He is here with Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus. Uh, both of you, thank you very much for coming in, and I hope to see you out on the river. All right. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you very much. Coming up right after the news and weather at the top of the hour, well, we'll have more weather with Sam Gabrielli of KSFY. He's always fun to chat with. And then in the second hour, Dave Bernstein from Saturday in the Park because it's all about Jason Isbell. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. Three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Oh, it's Friday, July sixth today, which means it's the first Friday of the month, which means big party downtown. Oh, all kinds of stuff going on this time around, including the block party at Eighth and Railroad, animals on the amphitheater, hops and Honda tour, balloons over downtown, live music, all kinds of great stuff going on down there tonight. I hope to make it. I hope to see you. Coming up after the news, weather, and everything else with Dan Peters and Scott Gab- Scott, Sam Gabrielli from KSFY. We'll talk about Saturday in the Park, the big festival in Sioux City, and Jason Isbell. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Fragile heart you protected for so long For the mercy in your sense of right and wrong It's not your hands And of course that's uh, Jason Isbell We Were Vampires, one of the sweetest songs you'll ever hear in your entire life It's not the way you taught me off the room Your questions like directions to the truth Knowing that this can't go on forever Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together But one day I'll be gone One day you'll be gone If we were vampires and death was a joke We'd go out on the sidewalk in the snow so that's a little indulgent there for Jason Isbo, but I just want to bring up because tomorrow is Saturday in the park in Sioux City. We'll be talking to Dave Bernstein after the bottom of the hour, who is one of the founders of that big event. And of course, I'm an I'm a Jason Isbell Uber fan, not like uh, some guests on this show, including Matt Staub, who was on yesterday, 
who has seen him 12 times or whatever. But uh, just a, a great, great act. And if you're gonna, if you got a chance to get down to uh, Sioux City tomorrow, I'll be down there. Gonna head down with the train of people to the big festival that's all day. Boss Gags is playing too. We're gonna go catch a little Boss Gags. But uh, Jason Hillsbill's the draw for me. Should be should be a wonderful, wonderful night. If you don't know Jason, we're we're gonna listen to some more of him later because that's what we're gonna talk about with Dave. But I just want to remind you, people. I just took the opportunity. I just, I just, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna play some Jason Isbell. It's, I can do that. It's my show. So that's what we did. Um, I just wanted to. Uh, every once in a while, we we revisit this feature from the Associated Press. Uh, not real news. Not real news, and uh, it's particularly good this this week. So here's here's the latest. Not real news. And remember, this is not real. Former President Barack Obama's senior advisor, Valerie Jarrett, has not moved into his home, as claimed in a story circulating online. Great American Republic, a website that describes itself as a news curator, published the claim July 1 as part of a story suggesting that Obama is, quote, helping lead the anti-Trump resistance from his D.C. compound. The report did not provide any details or a source of information. Obama's personal office denied that Jarrett has moved in with him and his wife, Michelle. Jarrett could not be reached for comment. It's not the first time the claim had been made. The Daily Mail, a British tabloid, falsely reported in 2017 that Jarrett had moved into the Obama's Washington home, which they described as the nerve center for their plan to mastermind the insurgency against President Trump. The report was picked up by several other news outlets. Jarrett and Obama have been friends for more than 25 years, and Obama is known to visit Jarrett when his family takes their annual trip to Martha's Vineyard. Wrong! (laughs) This, of course, from the uh, Associated Press feature, Not Real News, where they, uh, it's an ongoing effort to fact-check misinformation that is shared widely online, including working with Facebook, trying to stop that. Another Obama, Obama-related Not Real News, Home sweet home, Obama secretly returns to Kenya ahead of planned trip. The facts. Former President Barack Obama did not return to his father's birthplace in Kenya this week, despite an online report he was there on a secret trip. Rumors about the former president's whereabouts began swirling online after New York Magazine published a piece asking, Where is Barack Obama? Big League Politics, a news website, suggested Obama had traveled to Kenya secretly before a scheduled trip in July, perhaps to deal with controversy surrounding the legitimacy of his birth certificate and the country of his birth. False reports that Obama was born in Kenya have been debunked. I think that's been established. Obama's personal office confirmed to the Associated Press in a phone call Friday that he is not in Kenya. Obama was most recently seen Thursday where he attended, this was a week ago, attended the Democratic National Committee fundraiser. Obama is scheduled to visit Kenya July 15 and 16 and South Africa July 16 through 19. Not real news. What is this, fake news? It is. It's fake news. It's fake news. We've got time for one more. Not real. Global warming debunked. Arctic Ocean almost completely covered by ice. That is not real. The facts, a story circulating online that points out to a sea ice thickness map as evidence that global warming is not happening and is false. It's a bad sentence. Powell Media, an online news site, is running a color-coded map from June 26, June 26, 2018, that shows ice thickness across the Arctic Ocean. The map, attributed to the Denmark-based monitoring group, group Portal Polar Portal, shows that the ocean is almost totally covered by ice. On the 26th of June, where is that so-called global warming? The site asks. 
Powell Media links to identical information published on Ice Age Now, an online site run by a non-scientist architect promoting a book that predicts the coming Ice Age. Scientists say the map, a daily look at ice levels, is simply a snapshot and does not provide perspective on what happened to the ice over time. Sea ice fluctuates, yada, yada, yada. This guy, Mark Asriz, senior scientist and director of the National Snow and Ice Data Center in Colorado. Well, there's a job. The National Snow and Ice Data Center said the idea of the map reveals anything about global warming is nonsense. He said there is always a lot of sea ice in June, and this year's June extent is quite low compared to previous years. There you go. No, Kelly Clarkson! Uh, we continue with the not new real, not real news. Toyota, let's go places. We are giving away 50 cars for free to celebrate our success. I've seen this one, Dan. I've seen this circulated on the social medias. Ooh, boy. There, Fall is, into that trap. I, I, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get myself a new Toyota. Well, apparently not. The facts, a link circulating on social media sporting the Toyota logo that promises a free car in exchange for filling out a survey is a scam. The survey claims that the car company is giving away 50 Toyota CHR hybrid cars. Karen Nielsen, a Toyota spokeswoman, told the Associated Press that Toyota is aware of the false advertising. The website claims there are 43 cars remaining. Once a user clicks on the ad, they are taken to a page with a large Toyota logo and a slogan that says, Let's go places! The ad tells users to fill out a survey and share the link with 20 people through WhatsApp, a messaging platform. Then it asks for the user to confirm their participation and enter address details. Similar scams have popped up on Facebook for Delta and Starbucks. People, nobody's giving anything away for free. <laughs> that, that you're not, you're not going to get anything for free on Facebook. Except a verbal tongue lashing when you keep asking me to participate and you just inviting me to your games and stuff. Although that's kind of faded away. There's not as much of that anymore. Nothing is free. Well, except one thing. There's one free thing in this world. That's Saturday in the park down at uh, Sioux City tomorrow where Jason Isbell will be the headlining act. We'll get a little bit more of... Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone. Maybe we'll get 40 years together. One day I'll be gone. Imagine that. Jason Isbell for free. Outdoors. Beautiful Sioux City Grandview Park. It's going to be awesome. That would be quite a deal at twice the price. (laughs) Yes, it would. And he's playing at 9, so if it's hot and windy tomorrow, that should be all gone. Should be down. And if you've ever been to Grandview where they have the big event in in Sioux City, it's, it's very protected. It's a huge amphitheater kind of thing. It's a, like a uh, WPA project. And it's, it's really a wonderful place to see a show. And they'll have all kinds of uh, stuff there to free to eat and drink. It's going to be a very, very nice time down in Sioux City. We'll let you hear just a little bit more of Jason as well as we go out. Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone. Maybe we'll get 40 years together. One day I'll be gone, one day you'll be gone. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we'll have Dave Bernstein from Saturday in the Park, and he'll fill you in on all the details. That's all coming up 
on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. From the sky we look so organized and brave Walls that make up barricades and graves Daddy's little empire built by hands and built by slaves From the sky we look so organized and brave 4.33 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO and I'm quite pleased to have on the phone with us today from the wilds of Sioux City, Iowa, Mr. Dave Bernstein. Dave, uh, thanks for spending some time with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So Dave is the, I've known Dave for many years, and he is one of the original founders of Saturday in the Park. Uh, Dave, how many years now are have you been running the big festival down there in Sioux City? The this year will be number 28, believe it or not. 28? Makes me feel old. Makes me feel old. <laughs> if yep, if I was going to guess, I would have said, you know, early 20s. Early, because you, <laughs> you don't look a day over 40, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let's, uh, let's just say maybe I've been doing it since I was 12 or something. There, like there you go. <laughs> so, um, Saturday in the Park, uh, tell us tell us the story here because it has been uh this is the 28th year and it's sort of just become part of summer but it wasn't always thus how did how did you start saturday in the park so we uh a couple of us uh, myself adam figus and a guy named tom gruskin uh all had moved back to sioux city after you know going off in different directions for college and we came back and were kind of bored and decided we wanted to, you know, get some live music going. So this was really a one-shot deal. We just said, let's do a one-day uh, music festival in this park, and it'll be a lot easier to make it free. We won't have to fence. We won't have to sell tickets, and we can get some sponsors. It'll be easier to get sponsors that way, media sponsors and uh, some cash sponsors as well, and we'll sell beer. And uh, if we can get a permit to sell beer, we can, you know, make enough money to pay for bands and pay for everything else. That's pretty much what we did. We yeah. never set out to do it more than one year. And and who was uh, who was the headliner that year? So the headliner the first year was Buckwheat Zydeco, and we also had Clarence Gatemouth Brown yeah. uh, on there as well. And uh, we had a dude named Ian Moore um, play. And, uh, yeah, that was it. We were supposed to be done at 9 o'clock, so we never got lights. We didn't have a roof. We had a very small PA. And, of course, we ran really late, so we didn't finish till 1030. So uh, the... The facility, the Grandview Park Banchel, which was built in the 30s as part of the WPA, uh, had some hokey lights, and half of them were burned out, but we fired <laughs> that up, and the band was backlit and kind of made it work. Well, that's pretty cool. A backlit act can be kind of neat, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. They played on all these tiers and steps that were on there. It was really made up for, for bands, municipal bands. And, and uh, you know, today it's very different the way we set it up. Yeah, and so it's a it's a big park. But it's uh, uh, fortunately you can encompass uh, not just the, the the benches and stuff there, but you, you kind of have this big natural amphitheater there. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really good. It's a lot like the Hollywood Bowl, but without all the fixed seating and you know the without the traffic that L.A. has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was nineteen ninety or eighty nine. I can't remember. Uh, it would have been ninety one. Ninety one. Got it. And so. Uh, uh, when did you decide to do it again? <laughs> the next well, day? Or? <laughs> yeah, pretty much the next day, a couple of days later. I mean, we, uh, 
we had no idea what we were doing, literally no idea. Um, there's a concept there, but you don't want to know too much about when you're jumping into something like that, <laughs> too many of the details. But, but you know, we were way over budget on the cost, but in the end, we sold way more beer than we thought we were going to sell. We figured we'd sell like $10,000 worth of beer, and I think we sold $25,000 worth of beer. And so in the end, we ended up with ten grand in the bank, and, and um, it was a, we'd set it up as a 501c3 at the time, a nonprofit, which it still is. And uh, so we had that money sitting there, and that was probably not a good thing for us. <laughs> no, we're like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, man. So, you know, interestingly, at the time, Gateway Computers was just getting rolling here in Sioux City, and they'd been a $1,000 sponsor, and, and Ted Waite lived here, and he'd been to the festival and had a great time. And so uh, he and I traded some emails and phone calls, and ultimately we met up. Uh, he actually came down to our office, and, and uh, we sat around a computer and and uh believe it or not i was just working and he dropped in and we started talking he said what do you want to do next year and i said we really want to get the neville brothers and he said well what do they cost and they said fifteen thousand. and he said okay and uh <laughs> we kept talking and and i kind of looped back about two three minutes later i said what would you mean by okay and he said no okay i'll pay for it so you know gateway right away it became gateway saturday in the park festival yeah. and uh they paid for the uh the first year was coca-cola saturday in the park because uh, cy chesterman the coca-cola distributor had you know given us uh, the lion's share of the sponsorship to do it and said he didn't he just wanted to help us get going it's a great guy and um and uh so then it became gateway saturday in the park for you know a decade or two and so you guys uh you said you you and adam and tom right uh came correct came back to sioux city you were young you didn't know any better but you were fortunate there were, there were just at that time there was n- not a lot going on right and yeah so, yeah not a lot of live music for sure yeah and so you wanted to do this but you knew you knew people you had been you grew up in Sioux City your family's in Sioux City that probably was a big uh, aid in in pulling something like that off you know it helped us to be able to get the permits i mean here we are imagine some 24 25 year olds going to the city council to get a liquor license yeah. for a park that until then had been a dry park yeah and um you know it, it helped what really helped was uh tom's mom joe andrewskin was a city council person at oh, the time sure and her dad and his dad had been very active county board of supervisors and mayor so she really helped us pave the way and she you know it wasn't like she you know, pulled strings as much as she introduced us to the head of public work. She introduced us to the right people who helped us fill out the right forms and do it the right way. So when we went into the, and, and we also, she advised us to sit down and meet one-on-one with all the city council people. So mm-hmm. by the time we went in there, we'd really told our story well. And uh, one of the city council people said, you know, listen, you guys better not screw up. We know where you live. So that <laughs> yeah. put the, the fear That's into right. us and, and uh, off we went. You know, we, we agreed as a proactive compromise up front in our pitch to do beer gardens and not just try and make the whole park a free for all with beer. Uh, so we have some fenced off areas that are, you know, true beer gardens and you, you enter them, but there's also areas to go, uh, family friendly without, without beer being served in the park, a lot of the park and especially up close is, uh, uh, you know, we're not selling beer in those areas. No. So the beer tents um, are, yeah, are way up, kind of up on the Ridge. Right. I mean, well, one, one's up towards the back. The big one is, and that's a, that's a free one um, that holds many thousands of people. And then we've established a premium on here about maybe 10 years ago already, where we charged $10 to get in. And that one's much closer. That's got a really good view of the bands and we limit the capacity in there as well. It. So that's, that's probably the best value of the whole thing. Well, I mean, it's free, so maybe it's not the best value, but it's a good value. Yeah. And it goes, it goes all day. Um, and all day, noon to 10 30, noon to 10 30. Uh, that first year, 
How many people do you think you had? You know, we we always lobbed out ten thousand. I, I don't. Yep. It was probably five to ten thousand. We don't really know. No. Um, we can kind of look at the square footage and get a rough idea. Um, but it, it might was, have been five or six thousand. It was yeah. a lot of people. It was a lot of people, and you've continued to grow. How many? What was the biggest year you ever had? You know, we had a few really big years. BB uh, King was a huge year. Uh, Santana was a huge year. Uh, the year we had CeeLo and Ben Harper, that was a huge year. Um, there were a couple others that were pretty big. We had Santana twice, and both those years were pretty big. Yeah. Uh, it's just when people just seemed to be overflowing out of the park. Uh, every inch of the roadways and everything was occupied with people. We can kind of tell, uh, you know, from that perspective. Yeah, it's it can get pretty crowded. Um, but if people yeah. are going down tomorrow, what's the best way to get into the, the park? How do I do that? So the the best thing, uh, you know, especially coming from the north, is just blast down I I twenty nine and park at the Tyson Event Center. The the city runs shuttles continuously; they're uh, very reasonable per person, and uh, it's a quick five, six, seven minute ride up there. And they run continuously, especially at the end of the night, so you're not spending much time getting out of there afterwards. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's just really good. Yeah, very efficient, and um, that's the best way uh, right. to get up there. You can park, you know, within four or five blocks of the park, six blocks, eight blocks. Um, but you're walking, it's pretty hilly up there and, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, and it's Sioux city. Too. So you probably get lost. It could get lost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of on the grid, but there's some angle roads and some roads are worthy there. Yeah. So it's a little, a little confusing. <laughs> uh, we're going to come right back and uh, talk more with Dave Bernstein. He's the, one of the founders of Saturday in the park music festival in Sioux city, which happens tomorrow starting at noon. And we're going to talk about Jason Isbell because that's what I do. This is the Patrick Lally <laughs> show information. 1000 K S O O man who walks beside me is who I used to be. And I wonder if she sees him and confuses him with me. And I wonder who she's pining for all nights I'm not around. Could it be the man who did the things I'm living now? 446 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Dave Bernstein, one of the founders of Saturday in the Park Music Festival in Sioux City at Grandview Park, which is tomorrow. And Dave, uh, so this is Jason Isbell uh, off his uh, big latest record, live and uh, song's called Live Oak. How did you, Jason seems to be a little off of uh, your normal kind of uh, rock and blues and, and uh, uh, sort of focus from the fo- festival. How'd you end up hooking up with uh, Jason Isbell? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, we've always kind of meandered around different types of music. And, um, you know, Jason being one of them, uh, very legit, um, uh, currently, you know, pretty pretty hot artist uh, with the Grammys and everything. And, and you know, formerly of the Drive-By Truckers just seemed to make a lot of sense. We'd heard a lot of buzz, including his uh, show he played here, I think, about two years ago uh, up in Sioux Falls. And uh, so he just, you know, came available. He's headlining uh, tonight up in Minneapolis at the Basilica Black Party. So it just made perfect sense routing-wise. So we uh, took a shot. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell us, he plays, he's the, the headliner at the end of the night, or how, how do you... Cons- how do you consider who's the headliner? Because Boz Gags is playing too, right? But yeah, so we, we're we're calling. You know, technically it's a co-headliner. Uh, uh-huh. Boz goes on about six forty-five, and then uh, Jason will go on around nine. Uh, they'll both pl- both play full sets, and uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, you know, we always try and mix it up genre-wise, and yeah. um, we've really done it <laughs> quite a bit this year. So tell uh, us about sure. the tell uh, us about the rest of the lineup. Starts at noon. What happens? 
Yeah, so it starts at noon. Uh, we got the national anthem, of course, by a local fellow, Bill Clays, and then uh, we follow into that with a local group, Little Little Red and the Medicated Moose, uh, followed by another local band, Emily Johnson Band, and then right into a band called Delta Ray, uh, who's also coming down from Basilica Block Party, uh, Southern kind of Southern rock, a uh, real cool band. Um, and then uh, Dave Mason and Steve Cropper. Uh, Dave Mason, uh, of course, of Traffic fame, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Steve Cropper of Blind Faith and the Blues Brothers Band. Those guys are out on the road together doing this rock and soul review. Uh, so we've got those guys, uh, and they'll be playing a lot of kind of blues rock hits, and uh, followed by Galactic, uh, New Orleans funk, for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, so a bit of jazz, you know, jazzy funk, if you will. And uh, then Boss Gags, uh, and then Jason. Yeah, so it so should it be kinda, fantastic. Kind of flows between genres. So it's an open park, and it'll probably be sunny, and it'll probably be a little warm. Yeah. So if people are coming down, you better bring sunscreen, right? Absolutely. Bring some sunscreen uh, and a uh, hat would be good. <laughs> Sunglasses. Um, don't bring any coolers. Uh, don't bring any pets. Uh, it's free, but we uh, rely on the sales of, uh, you know, uh, soda, water, beer, uh, food, etc. We rely on all that for, uh, you know, to pay for the festival. And um, uh, what else so. is available? You, you, we know there's uh, liquids of all sorts, but there's plenty of food, too, right? You bet. Uh, there's about 20-plus food vendors. Um, there's an arts alley area with a bunch of uh, craft, great craft vendors. Uh, there's an area called the KC Kids Zone, which has a bunch of inflatables, um, actually from a company up there. And uh, a Ferris wheel, a couple games, pony rides, petting zoo, uh, just a bunch of great stuff for the kids. Um, and then uh, we've also got the Abe stage, which is a stage that we've had on and off for quite a few years. It's a Kind of a more alternative stage, but mm-hmm. it's really blossomed in the last couple of years. This year, we have Arrested Development headlining uh, that stage, along with um, you know a bunch of other artists as well. That's awesome. And uh, so, uh, if do you have uh, over all these years, um, what's what's the uh, do you have a memory? Do you have a, a moment where you say, <laughs> you know, that that was what I did this for? Yeah, you know, there's 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 quite a few. Um, some I've forgotten, sadly. But um, <laughs> the you know there is a there's a moment on events like this where there's kind of a gelling of the crowd and the artist in what's going on collectively together. And I think everybody, you know, both on and off stage, feels all of a sudden at the same time that something amazing is happening. And and that that moment, you know, maybe only lasts a couple a few seconds, but it's happened quite a few times. One of one of the greatest artists we've had best performances i think is the abbott brothers mm. who played a few years ago and yes. uh, bonnie Raitt played before them and they were fantastic really really good um so those guys were great and those guys are still just a great great memory um for us us you know secondarily bb king when we had him a few uh quite a few years ago was the last time he played sioux city after quite a few dates here and uh, just a massive crowd people of all ages and when that guy got up uh and took his final bow and someone put a his coat over him, even though it was 80. <laughs> um, and he took that bow and the fireworks started. I mean, it was an emotional moment for a lot of people, both in the crowd, on the stage, you know, you just knew. Uh, and he was in such great spirits, even though he wasn't getting around great. But man, when he saw and heard that crowd, he just jumped up the stairs and jumped onto the stage and all, uh, everything broke loose. Uh, so that was a really good one as well. Um, you know, there's been others. But uh, those were pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Junior Brown a few years ago, he was fantastic. I just saw a picture of that show the other day. Kind of an all-country uh, perspective. 
um, and just crazy, crazy faces he was making. <laughs> so, you know, my favorite. You know, way back, way back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to remember. I saw Dave Wakeling in uh, Rankin Roger from. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Um, early, you know, the second year we booked the uh, Neville Brothers. Yeah. And um, that really kind of took us up a level, and you kind of had that mix of Aaron Neville doing his ballad stuff, and then the Neville's doing their New Orleans uh, funky thing, and. Um, the whole mix and, and uh, Charles on the sax and having was, those guys play and just yeah, seeing yeah. that unfold was really, really cool. We had them back quite a few, a few years later, the year of uh, Katrina. But um, the first year, was like, that was really groundbreaking for us and super memorable. So Saturday in the park, it's tomorrow in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, it's a free festival. Don't bring coolers. It starts at noon, gets done about 1030. There's fireworks. Uh, and it's a, a really impressive story. Dave Bernstein, one of the founders. Uh, Dave, I, I really pre- I know you're busier than heck. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. And, uh, <laughs> it's all good, Pat. <laughs> I'm glad, glad we could do it. I, I will see you tomorrow at some point. I know Absolutely. I will. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Okay, talk to you soon. Coming up, we'll finish up the show here in just a moment. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Interrupting all programs. Don't forget, tonight is First Friday downtown. Just a gob of stuff going on down there. Special day of shopping, arts, and entertainment in downtown Sioux Falls. But there's the block party this weekend on this particular First Friday, and uh, the balloons over downtown. It's going to be a blast. Go to the events calendar at KSO.com to get some more information on that. Also, on Saturday, that is tomorrow, not only is it Saturday in the Park in Sioux City, which we just talked about, it's also Zippity Zoo Day, the Great Plains Zoo annual summer children's carnival featuring inflatables, face painting, carnival games, zookeeper talks, music, and opportunities get up close to the zoo's animal ambassadors. It's 9 a.m. to 3. It's free with paid zoo admission. Also, more information at KSOA.com. Man, I can't wait. Tomorrow, I just, I lo- I'm, it's been about a year since Isbol was here in uh, Sioux Falls, playing at the Pavilion. It was about when we started this show, back in the dim mist of uh, 2017. But uh, I'm, I'm pumped up. Pumped up and ready for Jason Isbol tomorrow and Boss Gags. I want to see the, the balls be a good time coming up on monday christy england of sanford health will be here to tell us about a new blood test that can better detect the return of breast cancer and also the common man is our weird friend of the day everybody have a great weekend this is the patrick lally show information 1000 kso oh